recording the show. Now I am. <clears throat> is it sold out? Aaron J. Bryant said. I think it's close. I think somebody said Rayford has like six left. CC, did you buy Justin one? Did you buy Justin one? Did you really? I'll buy a bottle if they don't. Okay. Justin said I'm moist. CC, you didn't buy that for, for Justin, did you? Justin's out here getting 17 bottles from the bootleggers. Um, yeah, so, oh, Donna did. Well, that's okay. Aaron J. Bryant can uh, can can get, get it from either me or Donna. So that's cool. Everybody's covered. But yeah, it's a limited number of leads. I don't know. There was like, I think, eight or ten cases. No, 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 no. There's more than that. Eight or ten per store. I think there was like eight or ten per store, which would be about 30 cases times six. So I think there's like 180 bottles total. That's it. So when they're gone, they're gone. There'll never be another release. Just keep that in mind. Um, and I expect the black market to be humming with, uh, with the berry on deck whiskey bottles. What's up below average Q what's on the docket for talk today. Hey fam, let me get a shout out to the chat for below average Q. I'm a big fan of this dude. If you guys don't know, he plays, um, call of duty. He, uh, he's very entertaining, uh, great gamer and, uh, and a genuinely good dude. I, uh, I just happened upon his stream one day. I was like, I like this dude. He's funny and shitty. Uh, so yeah, y'all go follow below average Q. Q, I'll be honest with you, man. I just got back off the road uh, from being in Dallas, Fort Worth doing shows. And I'm literally leaving on Wednesday to go back on the road to Little Rock for a week. Then I come back. Then I go on the road again to go to San Antonio. So uh, it is it is a mess today, dude. I have usually uh, below average Q. I come in here with a, with a plan. You know what I mean? Like I have a whole, y'all want to see the rundown? I usually have this thing filled up. This is what the rundown looks like today. This is sad. This is not good. And there's going to be one thing on here that you're going to see uh, that we're going to do next. But this is what the rundown looks like. This is not, uh, in fact, you know what? Let me pull up. Uh, this is what a normal rundown looks like. Let's go grab an old one here. Let's grab. Right now the bin kind of slim pickings here. So this is what a normal rundown looks like for, for a day. Like this is the Barry on Deck rundown, right? We got the reads, the warm-ups, sports, basketball, football, some quizzes, non-sports topics. So this is what I do. That's a one-pager. That's a short one. This is today's rundown. <laughs> like, I got, I got NBA finals and some sports headlines, and that's it. That's that's it. That's all. That's that's really that's all I and some non-sports shit. So um, yeah, it's kind of a free for all. It's kind of a whatever, just get in where you fit in kind of day, uh, to be honest with you. Now, uh, I do want to say real quick, congratulations to Jared Taylor. Y'all Jared Taylor's having a baby boy. Congratulations, buddy. You're going to name him Barry, right? You're going to name your boy Barry. Okay. Don't do that. He'll get picked on. Yes. Jared is having, no, he's having a baby. It's congrats on the baby boy. He's having a baby. Uh, yeah, so congrats, Jared. Uh, what's up, Cloven Acorn? How you doing, buddy? Uh, what store in Brook 636 is? So here's the deal in Brook 636. I'm going to do this. I will put a link in the chat to the, um, there's three stores. There's three Specs Liquors here in Houston that carry the Berry on Deck Prideful Goat Whiskey Release, where you can get this bad boy. There's three of them, all right? Uh, those three stores are Specs in the Woodlands. Specs downtown Houston and Specs Webster. And there's a, I made a map for you guys to make it easier, but I'm telling you, dude, 
the Houston Bourbon Society found out about the drop. And so they're probably going to go snatch up what's left. This is why um, I've told you guys that I would give Patreon folks first crack at it. Because I couldn't control that. And you can blame, by the way, you guys can blame Chris Reyes if some of it sells out early. Here's why. I talked to Christopher Hart. He was like, hey, you're going to publicize the the drop, the release, the Barry on Deck Prideful Goat single barrel release? Hey, Chapo, thank you for hosting, buddy. Chris Reyes, thank you for hosting, buddy. So me and Chris are talking. I was like, here's the deal, Chris. I promised the deckheads that are my Patreon members and on the Discord that they would get first crack at these bottles. He was like, well, they're going to go quick, so you better not make it public. I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I told them on the Discord uh, and on the Patreon, and I told them that the release starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday. I'm not going to make it public until 2 p.m. So they at least have a head start on everybody else in the world, Craig, of the world. To go get their bottle. And what does Chris Reyes's funky ass do? At noon on Saturday, this raggedy bitch goes to the Houston Bourbon Society Facebook page and posts, got my bottles. And like, everybody's like, bottles of what? He's like, Barry on Deck, Prideful Goat, single barrel release. Everybody's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. So I was trying to give you guys at least a four hour head start. And I actually didn't even end up posting it until 4 p.m which would have given you guys a six-hour head start on bottles. So you can thank Chris Reyes. He, he fucked that up for the rest of the deckheads. Yeah, that's what he did. That's him. That's, that's how he operates. That's his modus operandi. Is that what the... I don't know how to say that. Um, what the hell is that? That was a January 4th. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> All right, so congratulations, uh, Jerry Taylor. Barry on deck, prideful goat release. All right, we're good. That's the show, folks. Good night. I'll see y'all next week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, what's up, Beer Man Greg? Good to see you, buddy. Well, there goes another reason not to free Reyes. Yeah. See? See? Don and Potch looking like drunks waiting for the doors to open. <laughs> uh, I haven't even tried it yet, to be honest with you. I um here's why I'm waiting, Perry. So Perry said open it and try it on on the thing, on the show. I'm actually waiting because I have a uh celebratory cigar. And when I get back, I'm going to, uh, when I get back from the road, I'm going to get that cigar. I'm going to crack it open. I'm going to get on the back porch. I'm going to smoke me my cigar and drink my whiskey and uh, see how it goes. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, all right, let's do this, guys. we got a lot of shit to get to. By the way, one programming update. I'm only going to do this once for the week. So whoever's not here for whatever reason, people miss because they're watching another show. Cool. People miss because they're... Uh, working, paying bills, feeding their family, dirty bitches, whatever. Okay, cool. People miss because oh, I'm sick, whatever. COVID, more like COVID. Get your shit together. Watch the show. Um, but I'm only saying this once, so you have to catch everybody else up if you want. But uh, tomorrow, uh, today and tomorrow is a normal show. There is no show on Wednesday. I will be uh, on the road driving to Little Rock, Arkansas. So there will be no show Wednesday. I don't know if there will be a th show Thursday or Friday while I'm on the road. Here's my thoughts. I'm going to take my laptop. Uh, I might take a microphone. Uh, I might try to squeeze in a show, maybe two, Thursday, Friday. Probably won't be a third hour on Thursday for sure. Friday, if we do a show, I'll probably do it at 11, but I don't know. I don't know what the schedule's looking like, folks. 
All I can guarantee you is today and tomorrow, excuse me, just because, you know, it's a long week in, uh, in Little Rock. So there we go. Uh, F that whiskey for sale. What whiskey's for sale? What whiskey's for sale? <laughs> Steve was like, get the ledger out, Dumata. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Chapo. Uh, I got to go. Daddy got to get on the road, make some money, fam. Uh, so I was on the road. I usually come back and share stories with you guys from the road. And don't worry, we're going to talk sports. Uh, you know what? In fact, let's do this. Let's talk some sports, and then I'll tell you whatever road stories I have because usually some bullshit happens to me on a comedy road trip. And I don't have a lot of great stories. Nothing super crazy happened. Uh, like I didn't lose all my shit and then need all you guys to come to my rescue like you did last time. I love you all so much. Um, but there was some fun stuff that happened, so we'll, we'll discuss that. But let's let's do this. This is a sports and entertainment show, so let's talk some sports first. Dumata said seven hours getting written down as Barry speaks. <laughs> T.D. Mookie said, please don't put the laptop in the trailer. Nah, I put all my stuff in my trunk. That sounded weird. All right, here's today's sports headlines. Quinn Snyder has decided to step down and will not return as the Utah Jazz head coach next season. Uh, I don't think he likes the direction that the team is headed. I don't think he's feeling the vibe in Utah, which is fine. Quinn, do your thing, family. 62% uh won 62% of his games as a coach there. Pretty damn good winning percentage. Problem was, like most people, uh Quinn couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And that was an issue. Donovan Mitchell and the the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert, unable to advance. Not a not a not a dynamic duo, in my opinion. Um, but Quinn's a pretty damn good basketball coach. But he's stepping down. Now. Um, what's up, E2D? Donovan Mitchell is a little unnerved about this. He just recently signed an extension, you'll recall, with the Utah Jazz, and he's like, uh, part of the reason I signed that extension was because I wanted to play for Quinn Snyder and I believe in Quinn Snyder. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, does this mean Donovan Mitchell's out? Not necessarily. I think he's gonna want to have some say in who they go out and get as their next head coach. Rightfully so, but no, he's not. He's not necessarily out. Uh, Clover Acorn said, "Are the Jazz rebuilding, Barry?" No, I don't believe that yet. I don't believe that yet. I think what they need to do is find an experienced coach and and a guy that is already a playoff ready coach. Right? You don't necessarily want to go out and do what like the Rockets did and get a Stephen Silas. Um, which, you know, great offensive mind. And then they went into a rebuild because James wanted out and they traded uh, Russ and the rest is history. If I'm the Jazz, and this name is on this as well, but if I'm the Jazz, look at that Look at that fourth bullet there. Sources are saying Mike D'Antoni is going to meet with Michael Jordan about the Hornets job. If I'm the Jazz, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm on the horn with Mike D'Antoni right now. Yo, Mike. No, see, Cloven Acorn said Frank Vogel. I'm not a Frank Vogel guy, dude. I don't Frank Vogel. If you can't win with the team you had, I get it. Some look, here's the thing about coaching and basketball and all this bullshit. Like, I've never understood how a guy can win a world title in one year, and then within the next year, everybody says he can't coach. He's a he's a he's a dud. Fire him. And then they do. 
Frank Vogel won, a, won, an, won an NBA title with LeBron James. I think that coaches get too much credit when they win and too much credit when they lose. This is a player's league, right? But, but, there are some guys that no matter where they go, they get results. Now, they don't get results with shitty players. Not necessarily. Like, you can look at a guy like Monty Williams. That team wasn't, you know, Phoenix wasn't all considered all that deep or respectable, really. Chris Paul goes to Phoenix, and everybody's like, what is this? Next thing you know, Phoenix is a legit contender. I think one of the best coaches in the NBA right now, bar none, is Eric Spolstra. The, the job he's doing, when LeBron left and they broke up the big three, everybody was like, everybody was just like, well, goodbye, Miami. You're done. You're dead. Dead in the water. See ya. And Eric Spolster just buttering along. And yeah, I get it. You get Jimmy Butler and that's cool and all. But listen, Jimmy Butler isn't going down as one of the best five players in the game right now. And so they're out there winning just with depth. They've got good names. They've got depth, but nothing like some of these other teams have. But there goes Eric Spolster just winning, uh, winning and winning. So if I'm the Jazz, I go out and get a proven commodity at coach that knows how to coach good players, knows how to get to the playoffs, a guy like Mike D'Antoni. And I'm not trying to get, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stan Van Gundy or no shit like that. No thanks, man. No thanks. I, I think, I mean, the Jazz are already pretty well known uh, as a defensive um uh, Team, so you get a guy like Mike D'Antoni, an offensive mind like that, you do pretty well. Uh, E2D said, D'Antoni's not a winner, Barry. I'm sorry, I like Frank, he does like Frank Vogel. Well, cool. Uh, D'Antoni, as a head coach, experience has to over. What? 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 Yeah, they can have Steven Silas. I'm not a big fan of Steven Silas. I don't, he's not my guy. Um, Jeff Van Gundy, ah, ah. I feel like the game may have passed Jeff Van Gundy by, if I'm being honest. I don't I don't know if I believe in Jeff Van Gundy anymore. He's been gone so long. Right? Now, the, the funny thing is, is, you know, a team like Golden State that was so close with Mark Jackson, then they go out and they fire him and bring in Steve Kerr out of the booth, right? And then there they go, off and running. Nets tried that with Steve Nash and shit the bed that backfired. So do you try that? I don't know. To me, I like getting a proven guy. And here's the deal. I'm going to defend Mike D'Antoni right now against E2D and against everybody else talking shit. Amos and everybody else. Shelby! Thank you for the 200 bucks. Uh, 200 bits, sweetie. Bucks. Sweet. 200 bits. Okay. Probably should have had some lunch. Uh, I'm losing weight so the alcohol kicks in faster. I'm not going to tell you how much I've lost, but whoever's in my Barry on Deck weight loss division better step your fucking game up, pals, because I'm on it. Five days, 50,000 steps. What, ho? And on the road. And on the road. See, each of these said Sam Cassell. Again, I'm not, taking a, I'm not taking a team like the Utah Jazz. Hold on. What's going on here? Here we go. Zoom out. Good job. I'm not taking a team like the Utah Jazz and turning it over to Sam Cassell or Mario Ellie. Um, what's up, poor Marine? Uh, or, or, or anybody else that isn't kind of a proven coach. Now, let me defend Mike D'Antoni for all the haters in the chat, you know, because Tater's going to Tate. Everybody wants to shit on Mike D'Antoni. I can't win in the postseason. Well, let me tell you, first of all, he couldn't win in the postseason because Chris Paul's hamstring gave out. 
And he had James Harden, but what has James Harden done in Brooklyn? Not under Mike D'Antoni. What did James Harden do in Philly? Not under Mike D'Antoni, but under Doc Rivers, a guy that everybody loves as a head coach and run through a wall for. So again, Mike D'Antoni kind of snake bit with a James Harden choker in the playoffs. Steve Nash and those sons, kind of the same thing. How much do you blame Mike D'Antoni? How much do you give him credit for? My point is this. And I say this all the time, because, but I think this is a great example. This is the greatest example I can give you of people shitting on a coach for no reason. Andy Reid was always said to be a choker. Super nice guy. Great offensive mind. A wonderful football coach. But nah, we've seen it. He sucks. He can't win in the playoffs. He always chokes, always shits the bed. Andy Reid's not a good playoff coach. If you want to get to the playoffs, you get Andy Reid. If you want to win in the playoffs, look elsewhere. And then he went out and won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. And then everybody was like, oh, shit, Andy Reid's a great coach. One of the best. Hall of Famer. Punt, pass, and kick champion. All that. All it takes is one time for Mike D'Antoni to have the right guys You know, I mean, you're going to tell me this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, fam. You're going to tell me you put Mike D'Antoni on the Golden State Warriors and they don't get here. They don't get here. They don't do this. Come on. Come on. I don't believe that for one second. Chris Paul's hamstring was held together by Amber Heard's legal team. That's pretty good. Heartthrob. That's well done. Take a lap, heartthrob. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer never went to a big one. He was just like Andy Reid. Okay. That's not a bad point. Who's the bigger choker, CP3 or Mike D? I don't think Mike D'Antoni's a choker. Again, I just said, I think people give too much credit to coaches when they win and, and, and too much blame when they lose. It's a player's league. It's an X's and O's thing, but yes, but it's a player's league. You're going to look at Greg Popovich. Hold up. Hold up. Let's do this. Look at Greg Popovich. Everybody proclaimed and Greg Popovich, greatest coach, greatest coach ever. Red Arbuck, my ass. Greg Popovich, till I die, bitches. Spurs. Whatever. I don't know. Is it go, Spurs, go? Go, Spurs, go. One dingling, tingling, Spurs. What is it? Uh, What's that song? There's a song about Spurs jingling or dangling or some shit. I don't remember. Uh, excuse me. Um, But now all of a sudden, hey, guys, how's Greg Popovich doing? How many titles is Greg Popovich winning? How many titles? How many playoff runs? How, how deep is he getting in the play? What? I can't hear you. What? 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 Oh, is Greg Popovich a shitty coach now? No, he's not. What Greg Popovich is proving to everybody is that this is a player's league. And guess what Greg Popovich doesn't have? Players. So, all of your arguments about all these coaches are kind of dumb. My thing is, I don't want to go into battle with an unproven coach, right? I don't want to go into battle also with a guy who can't win with superstars like Frank Vogel. No, thanks. But Mike D'Antoni's proven. So if, if I'm Utah, I'm not trying to go out and get a retread. I'm not trying to go out and get... Uh, and then when I say retread, I mean like a Stan Van Gundy, a guy who's like, eh... I mean, Mike D'Antoni, dude, he's a, he's a fan. To me, 
Mike D'Antoni is Andy Reid. And there's not a one of you in this chat. And don't you fucking lie to me, chat. There's not a one of you in this chat that if there was an NFL coaching job open, you guys wouldn't be like, yeah, if Andy Reid was fired this year, you wouldn't say Andy Reid would be a good head coach for that job. Now, some of you may just be cantankerous about it and want to pretend like that's true, but you know you're a liar. You're a damn liar. Walt said, Mike D is no Andy Reid. Reid went to the Super Bowl without Mahomes. How'd he do? Can't win the big one. Can't win the big one. That's it. Look, I don't give a shit how far you get in the playoffs. Andy, uh, Mike D'Antoni was a ha- like what? One half? One game away? From the finals? He doesn't win with superstars. Is that what you're telling me? Who doesn't win with superstars? Mike D'Antoni? Do you know how many t- do you know how many coaches don't win with superstars? Do you understand how many coaches? Doc Rivers? Anybody out here telling me Doc Rivers is a shitty coach? He had the best team on the fucking planet. Uh, I just said the same thing about Vogel. That what, what are you talking about, E2D? What I'm telling you is, again, you guys, the, the coaches get too much credit when they win and too much blame when they lose. That's my point. Frank Vogel won because he had fucking LeBron James on his team. And then he lost because he had Anthony Davis and Russ and a, a shit show. On his team, but I don't want Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel does it. Oh my God, nobody's scared of Frank Vogel's coaching prowess, his X's and O's, and his ability to motivate. Here's the thing you guys can't deny. Talk all the shit you want and try to prove me wrong all the want. What you cannot deny is that Mike D'Antoni is an offensive-minded genius. Genius. No one is saying that shit about Frank Vogel. Nobody. Walt said, I've been saying Doc sucks for uh, years on this show. Eh. Well, maybe I don't agree with you. Tony never made it to the championship, and that supports that argument. Okay, I've, I've made my case. I'm not going to keep arguing with you guys. You're welcome to believe what you want to believe. Uh, best thing I ever, uh, best thing ever is that uh, Popo, what? I don't understand what you're talking about, poor Marine. Better than Dallas. Best thing ever is that Popo bitch is losing. Makes me feel good. Oh, Popovich. Oh. Yeah, I didn't understand what you meant by Popo bitch. I was like, what the hell was that? Uh, genius penis. Shut up, Chapo. You just said you don't want to rethread if that's what you're trying to do with Tony. I think you're misunderstanding my definition of a retread. My definition of a retread is a guy that hasn't, that doesn't do shit. Like to me, and this is just my opinion. I don't give a shit if you believe in Mike D'Antoni or not, E2D. I don't care. Give me your top five coaches right now. And I guarantee you, your your list and my list are going to be different. And we can look at results. It's fine. You have an opinion. That's cool. But what I'm telling you is Mike D'Antoni is held in high regard. He's interviewing for the Charlotte job. When he left Houston, they didn't want him to leave. He chose to leave. And he was wanted by other teams. People know in the, in the business, people know that Mike D'Antoni is a hell of a basketball coach and a hell of an offensive mind. Now, you got to get a good D coordinator. 
But for you to, I mean, like, look, I can tell you this because I talk to people in the fucking business. I mean, that's the benefit of having been on ESPN for seven years. You know people that know people. I can tell you Mike D'Antoni is highly regarded. So you can disagree with that, and that's cool. But what Mike D'Antoni does, what his teams do, you cannot, you can't say that they're not good teams. Do they, do they shit the bed in the playoffs? Yeah, they do. And guess what? Every other team in the NBA shits the beds in the playoffs every single year except one. Except one. It's not as easy as it sounds to just go out and win championships. So I'm not going to shit on a guy like Mike D'Antoni just because he hasn't won a championship. There's, there's plenty of cases to be made for guys that are damn good basketball coaches and either victims of circumstance or shitty players or chokers or anything else. So. What about Rondo as the head coach for the Jazz Bear? Again, I wouldn't personally, if I'm a Jazz fan, I mean, if you were to tell me, hey, the Rockets should go out and get Rondo or Sam Cassell or Mario Ellie or, hell, I think the Rockets should go out and get Eric Bieniemy. Fuck it. Let's just do that. I don't give a shit. But my point is, when you're a team like the Jazz, what was their, what did they finish last year? I don't remember. By the way, what's up to everybody over on the Podbean? I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um... NBA standings. Jazz were fifth. Uh, they were they won, but they were forty nine and thirty three, almost sixty percent winning. They were fifty nine point eight percent winning percentage. They were fifth in the West. Um, that's not a team you want to go out and take a chance in my opinion. You guys can disagree. I mean, like I'm not, these are just opinions of mine, but if I'm a jazz fan or if I'm a, I'm a jazz personnel guy, I don't want to go out and take a chance that Rondo knows what he's doing. But see, here's the thing. And this is where I differ. A lot of people look, and this is, it's all subjective. Who you think is a good coach versus who you think is not a good coach, right? Like each D does not like Mike D'Antoni. I get that. I get that. I, I get that. I'm just telling you, you're sleeping on him. He's actually a good head coach. Now, I'm a guy that doesn't like Tyron Lue. I don't think he's a good coach. What He benefited from having LeBron James on his team. But there's a lot of people in this business who disagree with me. Just like I'm telling you that behind the scenes, people will tell you Mike D'Antoni is a hell of a basketball coach. There are a lot of people that will tell you that Tyron Lue is a hell of a basketball coach. He's a hell of a motivator. I personally don't think he's good. But again, that's just me. Uh, poor Marine. Holy shit. Thank you for the 2000 bits, fam. Uh, yeah. Tyron Lue was just Tryron Lue. Yeah. Um, try one. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't like the dude. Uh, each of these said Mario Ellie will teach them how to be winners. Again, just like you don't go out and get you wouldn't you wouldn't go out and get Greg Popovich to be the next Rockets head coach during a rebuild. <clears throat> I don't think when you're the fifth best team in the West, you go out and get an unproven dude. Now, do you want to get a retread that hasn't done shit at all? I, I, to me, I know you guys can say, well, Mike D'Antoni is one of those retreads. And I disagree with you. I think he's better than that. So, I, I, I don't think the Jazz should do that. I think the Jazz should go out and get a guy that's highly regarded, that, that people want to play for, 
he's already got offensive talent. The reason I think Mike D'Antoni is a good fit for the Jazz is they're already good defense. They already play good defense. And now you add his offensive prowess to it. It's a fit. It's the same reason when they brought Mike D'Antoni into the Rockets, I was like, oh shit, I don't like this move. This team is already a shitty defensive team. If y'all remember, under Kevin McHale with James Harden, this team sucked defensively. And I was like, I don't think the Mike D'Antoni hire is a good hire because this team already sucks at defense and Mike D'Antoni's teams don't play defense. But what he did differently is he went out and got Jeff Bezdelic. What's up, Behan? He went out, thanks for the lurk. He went out and got Jeff Bezdelic, who ran and turned the defense over to him like a defensive coordinator, which happens a lot now in basketball. And let Jeff Bezdelic do his job. Uh, Utah Jazz don't deserve a good coach. Let them get a shitty one for having ass, having ass fans. Well, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm kind of with you on that. 21 years ago today, Iverson stepped over Tyron Lue. Is that true? Was that today? Shut up. Was it really? That would be hilarious if it was. Uh, each of these said, why use a coach that's already failed when there's coaches out there, they've earned their stripes to go out there and try their new skills. Here's the point you're missing, E2D. Here's the point. I'm not saying someone shouldn't give Mario Elliott a try. I'm not saying someone shouldn't give Sam Cassell a shot. I'm not saying those things. They, I mean, for God's sakes, the Boston Celtics had to give Brad Stevens a shot. But the Boston Celtics weren't this close at the time. Now, the only team that I can recall in recent memory that really was this close and you kind of knew it was a coaching issue was the Warriors and Mark Jackson. Because the very next year that Steve Kerr takes over, championship, that was coaching. That was a great example of coaching. I, on the other hand, think guys like that, you've got to give, you know, I mean, give them an opportunity, you know, somewhere. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up a, Open, close tabs. I mean, I don't know. Portland, good example. Although Portland was pretty shitty. Uh, but they've got star power there. The Clippers, right? Um, I mean, the, the Pelicans actually surprised some folks. But yeah, these are, these are not teams. I, I don't know. I just, it makes you also wonder, by the way, this is something we haven't even talked about. But what's going on? In Utah, why did he step down? We're going to find out eventually. But there might be some shit going on behind the scenes. Kind of like when D'Antoni stepped away from the Rockets that mm, there was something in the works. I personally don't think Utah rebuilds. Not, they've got two stars right now. There's it, they, they were fifth seed in the West. You don't necessarily rebuild unless, unless Donovan Mitchell, a la James Harden, goes to the front office and says, I want out. Because remember now in the Rocket situation, Daryl Morey bailed, Mike D'Antoni bailed, James Harden bailed, and now it's a rebuild. But with just, just Quinn Snyder bailing, I don't think it's a rebuild yet. If Rudy Gobert, if Donovan Mitchell now says he wants out, then it was a rebuild. Then you're looking at a rebuild. So, um, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> Lou coached the hell out of the Clippers that was missing both stars for 85% of the season. Fine. I look again, Amos. I'm not. I'm not saying that um, my opinions are always 
right or great. I mean, they're just they're just that. My opinions. I watched Tyron Lue coach. I watched LeBron James actually be the coach and run that team and just thought Tyron Lue was kind of happy to be their kind of guy. Is he a great motivator? Yeah, I've heard he's a wonderful motivator. And I'll tell you, there were some things that happened this year, and I think I said as much on this show that I was very impressed with the coaching job that Ty Lue did. Very impressed. But the reason I was impressed was because I didn't hold him in high regard to begin with. So I was man enough to admit that Ty Lue did a hell of a job. But it's the same with like a Stan Van Gundy or a Jeff Van Gundy. Everybody, Every Rocket fan wants to bring back Jeff Van Gundy but shit on Mike D'Antoni. They're the same fucking coach basically. But they're just specialists on the other end of the floor. So, I don't know. And that's the thing. It's it's all subjective. All of it. 100%. Clippers are dysfunctional. Fact. Fact. How does that team just not get its shit together? It's crazy. Um, Total Dallas said, oh my God, you don't give a teenager a Benz. You give them the old Camry to learn and screw up. That's just it. I mean, like, you guys, uh, you guys are saying names left and right and I know she just took a job in the WNBA but what about Becky Hammond she learned under the greatest coach in in basketball right but you're not going to go if you know if Doc steps down you're not going and giving Becky Hammond the Sixers job right away but if if there's an opening in Sacramento or if there's an opening in uh, uh, Portland like maybe so I don't know I don't know. I think if you get a a name, you don't get a name that because eh. there's a difference. To me, there's a difference between a retread and and a coach with some skins on the wall. Whether that be Western Conference Finals appearances, whether that be uh you know NBA Finals appearances, at least they've got some skins on the wall. That's that's the that's the to me. And I get it. Frank Vogel has a skin on the wall. What is, hold on. Let's just look this up. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What does Frank Vogel's coaching prowess look like? Let's just go pull up his Franklin Vogel's Wikipedia. Jared! New pappy alert. Jared, buddy, thank you for the biddies, my friend. Uh, I think you missed the shout out. Uh, Jared Taylor rolled in and threw up some biddies. He said, just getting here for halftime. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Oh, damn, it's already 3 o'clock? Holy shit, we argued about Frank Vogel and Mike D'Antoni for 30 fucking minutes? This show is a shit show already. Drinks! Jared, thank you, buddy. I think you, if you just got here, you missed it, my friend, but I, uh, we gave you a shout-out and said congrats on the baby boy. So, for you, my friend, I will go back and say again, congrats, buddy. Uh, right now, there are youngins out there that can't coach better than probably uh, all of these old fucks. Kerr is like a backache away from a crying mom. Yeah. <sighs> uh, the Sixers have too many fallacies. Embiid can never stay healthy, and Maury is there. Oh, you're not a Daryl Maury fan? Okay, I get it. Uh, Frank Vogel, let's look up his... Um, I know the weather time, guys. I, I got it, I got it. I got fucking 61 producers. I'm right in the middle of a goddamn segment. Producer Chris and producer Steven and fucking chill out. Chapo, thanks for hosting, buddy. Um, What is this? We. What we? Did I say we? We? 
We yeah. Oh, I, I didn't say that about sports. Ain't no way you catch me slipping on that, Clarence. I mean, I, I think I messed up. I think I said we one time on the radio, and everybody lost their shit. For those of y'all that don't know, uh, I was a stickler and am a stickler about people that say we about their teams. I can't, especially if you're in radio or broadcasting or talk sports for a living and give takes and have to have opinions and shit. You just, it's to me, it's so unprofessional for, for guys that do what I do, whether it be on radio or TV or this to say, we, I just, to me, <laughs> see Nick, what's up fam. Hey, Nick, I heard you had a badass sidecast, homie. Congratulations. But yeah, I did. One time I said, we and Nick and Joel and half the callers and texters lost their shit one time i was like fuck i did say we i just lost uh uh i like they're a part of it okay so um oh what were we doing frank vogel here we go franklin franklin delanor vogel that's not his name by the way that's not his name it's frank uh paul vogel frank paul vogel Pacers coach, Magic coach, Lakers coach. Won a championship 2020 COVID year. Two-time NBA All-Star Game head coach. And that's it. That's all he's done in his fucking career is one chip with LeBron. And then what? Not a goddamn thing. Uh, I want to see his winning percentage. What's this? Where's this winning percentage? Here we go. Here we go. He is a 52% career winning percentage. Uh, here's your playoff totals. Lost in the first round. Lost in the semis. Lost in the conference finals. Lost in the conference finals. Missed the playoffs. Lost in the first round. Missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Won a championship. LeBron. Lost in the first round. Missed the playoffs. And yet, y'all want to bring this cat back. Y'all want to give this cat an opportunity somewhere else. When I guarantee, let's go, uh, let's go Mike D'Antoni. Uh okay, I just I just butchered that. Hold on, Mike. Yeah, God, Lord, Mike. My I'm Mike D. Okay, that's not it. We could Google Mike D though. What's happening here? Hold on, Mike. I got. Oh, I forgot the password. Hold on. Plus, I don't trust y'all to see my uh my search history. Y'all don't y'all don't get that privilege. Mike, there we go, Mike D'Antoni. <clears throat> like I said, I'll try to get you a couple stories from the road next hour. Uh, Frank Vogel in his chat because he's not busy. <laughs> Who the hell are we roasting? We're not roasting anybody, Potch. We're just uh we're just we're debating retread coaches, because let's be real. Vogel and D'Antoni are retreads, but one I think is better far superior than the other. But E2D wants to argue. What's up, Christy? She said, yes, bitch, yes. Um, What's up, Rob? Good to see you, buddy. Big Stepper Kappa. I don't know what that means, Chapo. What does that mean, Big Stepper Kappa? Is that like a, was that a, um, I think that was a emote? Is that what that is? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell does that mean? I keep seeing Big Stepper Kappa. I was like, I don't, I don't get that. Thank you. You got to remember now. Let's look, I'll show you what this looks like, Chapo. Because so, Chapo's like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'll show you, homie. Check this out. So this is 
No, 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 no. I don't want that. Display one. There we go. Actually, no, I'll do this. So this is Chapel. This is what I see in chat, like from that comes over from Twitch. So you can see right when you when you send that emote, this is actually what shows up right here. Where'd it go? <clears throat> there it is right there. See, that's how it comes across. So I was like, what the fuck? I kept seeing it. And I kept seeing it. And you kept posting it. I was like, oh, that means I'll just ignore it. Uh, and then I was like, okay, what does that mean? I got to know. Does anyone know what the best thing out of Dallas is? 45. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, we are going back to Mike D'Antoni. Here we go. So we got Mike D'Antoni versus Frank Vogel in a coach-off. This is so stupid. So D'Antoni. Oh, look at the skins on the wall for Mike D'Antoni. EuroLeague champion. That was his player. Two-time NBA Coach of the Year. Two-time All-Star Game Head Coach, which is many as Frank Vogel. NBA Co-Coach of the Year. Well, the, you can have all that Italian League bullshit. But he was Coach of the Year in 2005 and 2017. Frank Vogel ain't never done that shit because no one gives a fuck about Frank Vogel. We can go down to his winning percentage. 56% of his game. So a better winning percentage. And then here you go. Same thing though, right? Missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Conference finals. Conference finals. Conference semis. First round loss. Missed, missed. First round loss. Resigned. He's like, fuck the Knicks. First round loss. Missed the playoffs. Conference semis. Conference finals. Conference semis. Conference semis. And the only difference between this and Vogel is Vogel had LeBron and got a chip, a chip out of it. And I could do this all day because I love comparing these guys. I love seeing the nuance of it. What does Total Dallas say? D's nuts. Uh, CC. Why are you yawning, CC? You don't like the topic or you don't like the 45, the Dallas jokes? Um, What's up? Yeah, what's up, Dr. Dreo290? How are you, buddy? Oh, you're headed to Minute Maid. Let's go, fam. Have fun, you guys. That's going to be dopeness. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Uh, I don't really need it, but I think you guys need this weather update because it's going to be hot as shit down here in H-Town. Till we melt. It's usually H-Town till you drown, but now it's H-Town till you melt. So, um, kind of want to drink this, but I'm, I'm, I'm holding off. I'm holding off. I'm holding off. Um, all right, so here we go. We're going to take a quick break. I'm good on everything. I might just sit here through the break, but you guys really need to see the weather update, and I always screw uh Uzi out of doing this. So we're gonna take a quick break. Five minutes or less or it's free. I'll give you uh I'll give you double your money back in hugs. Queen B said the lame ass jokes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh here's the thing. It's not Vogel's fault that the Lakers played terrible and always on Palinka. It's all his fault making terrible moves with Westbrook during offseason Barry. I think actually I mean I don't know. We we, we got to take this break. I, I I think we're we're kind of beating a dead horse here. But I will say this. Oh look at Jenny's logging in. Don't forget on, on the other side of the break, Jenny is mom also going to join me. Uh, and then I'll try to tell you some stories from the road. But let's take this quick break. You guys get your weather report from Lil Uzi, and then when we come back, uh, you we'll talk to Jenny is mom. I'll tell you some road stories, and we'll uh, we'll run this clock out till four o'clock. Uh, this is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lambdex. Stick around. 
right after this break. Hey everyone, Steven Music here with your weather update for the week. Uh, we got a hot one coming up. It's going to be hot as balls this week. Um, we have, we're going to be pushing 100 degrees by the end of the week. I think we get there by Friday, probably Saturday and Sunday. We may hit that mark as well. Um, really no raining chances this week, not even the afternoon thunderstorms that we're accustomed to during the summer. Let's take a look at why. Uh, and the reason is we are under the death ridge. Call it that because nothing, nothing happens under it. It's just hot and dry and miserable. You can see these ridged lines right here, this area of high pressure. What that does is it prevents any air from rising, which you need to create thunderstorms. And it, what it does is promote sinking air. Sinking air warms up as it sinks. Um, so that coupled with the humidity that we have just naturally down here is going to make for a really hot week with heat, heat indexes probably in the 105 to 110 range every day this week, if not higher. Um, <clears throat> as far as rainfall goes, I just mentioned, um, we don't have very much in the rainfall department. You can see here on this map, really most of the state is dry through the week. Uh, that one little spot of blue right to the northwest of us, I don't really think is amounts to anything. Um, but it's just going to be a, a long, hot week. Uh, so stay inside, stay hydrated, um, and try to make the best of it. Like I said, this is time of the summer where the death ridge can set in, and it can make things hot and dry and boring for quite a while. Hopefully it moves off um, before it gets it settles in and we get too far into a drought. Um, we could really use those afternoon thunderstorms, though. Uh, so stick around after the break. Have a great week. Number two, Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, uh, those of you that didn't can go have sex with yourself. Why would you leave? It was like a short break. There was no actual, absolutely no reason. What happened? What happened? Are you, let me go. Uh, what? Uh, uh, what is this? What, what? There was a break. What? Was there like no sound? Oh, don't tell me that. Oh, please don't tell me that. Was there something wrong? Hey, I don't make the weather. Okay. I just like, you guys are, 
No one's freaking me out. Every time I come back, I think there's something wrong. All right, let's do this. It's uh, it's time for my favorite part of the show uh, every single week. And uh, I think most of you enjoy this part of the show as well. Uh, every Monday at 3.15, joining me on the program, the one, the only, Jenny is mom. Uh, Mother dear, how are you, sweetie? I'm fine. How are you? What was that deep breath for? What was that for? Oh. It's just been a busy week. Just well, busy. Like what? What do you got going on? You're like, you're retired. How the hell are you busy? Well, I've been working a lot and uh, we're carpeting some bedrooms and I've been watching a little basketball, been listening to a little baseball. Hadn't got that resolved yet, but anyway, I'm trying to get, figure out how to do my Fitbit. See, I got my Fitbit. Oh, are you getting your, are you, so are you yeah. doing the, look, now you look like Wonder Woman. You're just like, what's up? Bitches? I know. Do you, have and, you figured this out? Well, some of it, oh, except Jesus. this morning, I forgot to put it on. So I probably walked about a thousand steps. And then I remembered I didn't have it on. Yeah. But I went, I went swimming with it the other day and did laps. And I got that worked out. So. High five, Jenny. So for those yeah. of you that don't know, Barry on Deck, we're doing a weight loss challenge here in the month of June. We had uh, nine people enter. Jenny is mom, one of them. I'm one of them. That means seven of you guys entered. And the rest of you are just going to be fat assholes for the entire year, I guess. I don't know how that works. I <laughs> You, you had a chance. Don't don't come in here and all. Okay, don't come in here and all. I do what I do. Okay, I call names and I say mean shit. You don't you don't come in here and start awing and telling me to be nice. I'm not 13 anymore, Mom. I'm 48. Yeah, 48. Damn. 48. Yeah, yeah. that's right. 48. <laughs> I um. Add it up. Anyway. So, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Chris Reyes said, "Mom was loud and clear on the beam." Good. 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 Jenny, you can hack that Fitbit. Give me a call. No, poor Marine. No cheating. <laughs> I did have. Oh, I d can you really? Oh, okay. Mother, you're way too honest. I told I told Jen this. I was like, if there's any one person that's not going to cheat in this weight loss challenge, it's me. My mom probably will. No, I'm just kidding. It's the opposite. Oh, you're yeah. you're the most honest person I know. I was like, there's no way she would cheat. If she would log how long she swam, she would tell you. Now, my thought is, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my watch and connect it to Oliver and just put it on oh, his tail. Yeah, and then him and him and Spencer run around and play and then I get all the I get all the steps from them playing. Hey, yeah. I could do that with my with my Kaylee. I could put it on her collar. By the way, the uh, small. Yeah, by the way, everybody that doesn't it. know, my mom named her dog the whitest name ever. Why would you name a dog Kaylee? That's just not a dog name. Well, it's not a dog name. Yeah, well, see, it started out, she she had all these different colors. So Paul said she was like a kaleidoscope. So I said, well, let's call her Kylie. And then Kylie turned into Kaylee because Kylie sounded stupid. And I couldn't say it. So we don't I think Kaylee, Kaylee sounds stupid. By the way, <laughs> your, your, your granddaughter's best friend, no, your daughter's best friend's daughter is Kaylee, right? Right, yeah. Rebe so our, my sister, Angie, her friend is Rebecca. Rebecca has a kid named Kaylee. So you named your dog after this rando's kid. Yeah, she's a sweet kid. So, yeah, okay, I named it after yeah. her. No, and it's, besides it's that, I'm in, I, I'm in Kaylee's doghouse this week. She's mad at me. What'd you, so. what'd, what'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? Oh, well, I had this great idea. I was going to put her in doggy daycare. That didn't work out so good. What'd she do? The dog she was like, traumatized. Really? 
Yes. I mean, the reason I was going to put her in there was because when we go walking, she always runs up to these dogs and starts growling and barking like she's going to tear them up. And one of these days, they're just going to jump her. So I thought, okay, you don't play well with others. I'm going to put you in doggy daycare. Mm. I did. And uh, it, it, she hadn't had much to do with me since. She's had separation <laughs> anxiety or what? Well, no, when I, I, she was only in there for four hours, but it's this great big room with all these dogs. It was a bunch of big dogs. Mm -hmm. And when I got back to pick her up four hours later, she was standing in the corner, just hyperventilating. I think she'd probably mm -hmm. been there the whole four hours. That's so tough she, now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid but, ass Kaylee. But we walked last night and she didn't growl or jump at no, any big dogs. No, good. Well, good. <laughs> By the way, you probably should have just named that dog Karen because she does act like a bitch sometimes. She's just like, eh, eh. <laughs> like she oh. does think she's bad. But anyway, she's I, and I'm with whoever in, the, whoever in the chat said this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Truck driver Pookie, I agree. Dogs are supposed to have names like Spot or Rex or, you know, like funny, ironic <laughs> names. Like you get a dog and you name it Frank. You don't, hey, you don't name a fucking dog, dog Kaylee. Hey, your favorite dog was named Bonnie. How much more white can you get than that? That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but then, but I can be like, my Bonnie lies over the ocean. <laughs> and you helped me name that one. So no, I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. That. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. no. And I didn't like that dog. That wasn't my favorite memory. dog. She used to hump the shit out of my blanket. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> Chat. This is what was to happen. And my mom will validate this. So I had this, I used, I grew up with this blanket, this pink blanket. It was a huge pink blanket that my parents gave me. And I, I would, I would, I would pick the fuzz off of this blanket and I would suck my thumb and I would and roll the on fuzz on my nose. That's what I did as a kid. I would suck my thumb and roll the fuzz on my nose. I would pick the fuzz off the blanket, right? But you couldn't take the blanket everywhere. So I would take the fuzz and I would put it in my pocket, my, my overalls pockets, uh, and then when we go somewhere and my mom wouldn't stop talking and I was ready to go, I would just pull my fuzz out and lay down somewhere and fuck, suck my thumb and roll fuzz on my nose. Because that was what I did when I was sleepy times. Right, mom? Only till you were 14. No, no, I'm just kidding. Not that long. <laughs> you, you did that. <laughs> what are you drinking? Your whiskey? <laughs> no, this is my whiskey. That was that. This this isn't a shooting whiskey. This is a sipping I'm whiskey. I'm buying That's, some of that whiskey. By you better the way. hurry. It's about to sell out. You better get I your know, ass off the specs. Go that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that. I so at one point we ended up getting Bonnie, and uh, Bonnie was a great dog. But I would come home from school, and hell, sometimes just at night, Bonnie would go into my bedroom. And drag my pink blanket off the bed. Usually, sometimes she'd pull it all the way to the living room. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I thought maybe she, she was did. watching some porn in there or something. <laughs> but she would she would ball up my blanket into a big pile. And then this she would trip. just hump the ever-living shit out of it. She would literally just rape the blanket. Just go to town. Yeah, yeah she needed on the a blanket. boyfriend. She needed a boyfriend. You did. You should have got her laid. That was the horniest <laughs> fucking dog I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh, I know, but she was sweet. She would. I'd walk in and she'd just write, Mom. She'd just be like on the black. Just, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And she would look at you too. And she would look, she'd be like, you better leave me the fuck alone, man. I'm <laughs> Barry. Wouldn't so she? That's true. She wouldn't even stop. It's when you walk true. in, she'd just look at you like, what? She did. It, it's Go back true. to it. 
Oh, she nasty was, ass dog. A funny dog. Well, my Kaylee doesn't do that. She doesn't. She just no. She's... Paul does though. Paul Paul will haul up the blanket and start humping the shit out of him. my stepdad. Y'all's a freak. Poor Paul. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. know we're talking about him. He what? <laughs> he doesn't know we're talking about him. Oh, Bonnie boy, she she uh, humped the shit out of everything. Um. So you said you were watching some basketball. Did you uh, you watch last night's game? I did. That was a boring game last night though. Wow. Well, for a for they a hot second. They made it a little interesting. Yeah. yeah Third they made quarter. It a little interesting at the end. Yeah, but it uh, it got way away from them. And I listened to some basket. I mean, baseball. You know, the the Astros are having a good run, and Presley got thrown out of the game, which mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. was unfair. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, that that was my extent of my sports the last few uh, days. You've upset Cloven Acorn. He's like boring. Yeah. Well, I mean, once it became a blowout, it was. I mean, yeah. yeah the first was. half was competitive. The third quarter the, was not. Absolutely. And then, yeah, but, fourth I mean, at quarter was. At one point, was, they were like what thirty-two points ahead or something, and that you know. You, you kind of knew that that game was going to get out of hand. Uh, yeah. After, It'll be a different story when they go back to to Boston. Uh, I agree. I, I picked Boston in six, and after the fact that they stole one on the road, I'm feeling good yep. about it. Yeah. Feeling good yep. about it. Uh, I was going to ask you so. something, mother. <laughs> Shit, I forgot now. Oh, uh, so have you been doing all of your – Jen said she would help you with your Fitbit if you didn't know how to use it. She would She would. I'm figuring you. it out. I, I downloaded the manual, aren't I, Techie? I downloaded the manual, and I've been reading through it, and I'm, I'm figuring out how to do it. I know how to water lock it so when I go swimming, which I'm going to do this afternoon, it won't hurt it. But anyway, I got to get on my – Huh? What is water Yeah, locking? you got – yeah, you have to you have to water lock it when you're gonna. I guess it. I don't know what it does, but when you get in the pool with it, so I'll try it out again. Just just get you a Ziploc bag, you wrap it around your wrist, and just. No, I I've just swim it like it is, locking. and it's working fine. Have you weighed yet, Jenny? Have you lost any weight? Mm -hmm. I have, but I'm not telling. Good for you. Because I'm gonna win. Except I hadn't done my 150 minutes. I got to swim like four hours this afternoon. No, <laughs> no. but I'm getting close. I, I'm not probably going to make 150, but I'll be close. I, won't I, uh, points, but. I didn't do my step. I did. I chose not to do activity this week. I'm doing steps. My first week oh. was steps. So instead of yeah. activity. Um, well, you had a hard weekend. You drove all the way up yeah. to yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth. And but you what I did is, tonight. you would be proud of me, uh, Nora couldn't believe I did it. What I did is I uh, I went to, uh, when I went, when I had my club, when I had my show in Fort Worth, I walked to the to the venue from the hotel. It was like six blocks. Oh, oh well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That, no, that, that was a huge fucking step. mistake. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I walked, I, so I have all my shit that I record with, you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, I'm gonna get my steps in because I'm really wanna, I wanna, I wanna be fit. I wanna win this. Well, I don't wanna lose it. How about that? So I drag it on my shit because I got my camera bag and my all that stuff. Right. I walk the six blocks. I get to the to the venue and I'm sweating my ass off. But I was smart enough to take my shirt, my t-shirt, and my uh, my button-up shirt and not wear it. So I'm just wearing another t-shirt. Good thinking. I didn't stop sweating until the next morning. I swear to God, I don't know what happened. It's hot out there. I just on stage. I was I was a mess. It was this started getting like a like I was wearing a white t shirt and I had a button up on so you could see my titties. It was oh, that poor that was crowd. Attractive. Oh, 
You see my belly button? Let me tell you. Let me tell you something sad that happened. This is how I knew I was fat, Mom. Uh, I was at the hotel room uh, Saturday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah, no, Saturday during the day. I was working uh, on the on the computer, but I was I was in my drawers. You know, I'm ain't nobody in this room. I mean, just sitting around in my underwear at the desk. They have they give you a little desk, right? And I I'm up close on the desk, right? So I'm like. Hold on, let me zoom out here. Oh, you can't really see. Uh, but I'm up close on the desk, and the desk is like that thick, and it's right at my belly button. Okay, so I'm just, I'm like I'm I'm leaning, and I'm I'm typing, and I I shit you not, mother. I swear to God, I I probably I'm working on something, and I was like, oh, you know what? What I do with my thing? And then I, when I go to back up, it goes. <laughs> that should be a sign. It, it was my, it was stuck to the desk like a suction cup, mother. My gut, the belt, the, the indention, it literally, cause I guess it was sweaty. And so it just, and when I, when I backed up, I swear to you, I heard it go. I was like, what the fuck? Well, that was, that's when I was like, I got up, I put my clothes on. I went for a walk. I was like, get your fat ass up and uh-huh. go walk. This is not good. That was so embarrassing. Oh my God. That was yeah. embarrassing. Well, see, you're you're doing the right thing. You're 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 on this this fitness thing. That's uh, right. Well, I've got a I got a cool thing. I, all week I'm busy. I got a show tonight at Rudyard's. I got a uh, something special tomorrow. I saw I, your calendar on your newsletter. And oh, I tried to try to uh, Little Rock for the week. Now, yeah, uh, tomorrow's kind of cool. I can't go into too much detail, but I'm shooting a pilot. I saw that pilot for what? Yeah, it's I can't. can't that's tell. all I can say. That's all. I oh, say. I saw that on your newsletter, and I thought, yeah, what it's is pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited. That's going to be tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. I'm not going to be like uh, like a main person on it or anything like that. But uh, they they found me and were like, hey, we want you to come out, and I was like, cool, I'll do it. Let's go. So well, that's exciting. Well, you have to tell us mm-hmm. soon when you are able. When to. I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to make me all sign right. all kind of well, bullshit. Good luck allowed, tonight. So. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rudyard's British Pub. It's it's not like a show show. It's an open mic that's been going for ten years, and that's a oh. really big deal. Uh, those don't usually last ten years, and this this open mic in particular is responsible for making a lot of comics better and keeping them good. It's a great oh, workout okay. room. You can go there if you want to know if a joke is actually going to work on the road or actually be a good joke for the stage. You do it so at Rudyard's. So you try out jokes there too. Yeah, that's what an open mic is. It's, yeah. it's like it's practice. That's all open mic is. Is you know, like basketball, football, and baseball teams. They have practice, and you you go through drills. You run plays. That's what uh, that's what open mic is for comics. You write a joke. You go on stage. You do the joke. It shits the bed or it works. And if it doesn't work, you try to fix it. <laughs> so what do you go back do to when another it open mic and work. do it again? What do you, you just do keep going? You just not, I don't even acknowledge it. I mean, sometimes I will. If it's really bad, I'll be like, well, that was new and obviously not good at all. So thank you for the honest feedback. Throw that one out. Yeah, but a lot of times I'll just do it, especially at an open mic because everybody knows that it's an open mic. So they're like, ah, they're not expecting everything to be perfect. So uh, tonight um, I actually am going to do new jokes. Well, at least oh, one. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's a, it's, I just wrote it. It's about gun control. Oh, okay. Well, it's, so, a, it's a good time to do that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're going to make a bunch of people your, mad. It's I was going to say, it depends on your audience, doesn't it? it? Oh, yeah. Well, they're very, uh, they're very, um, 
left leaning at Rudyard's, I believe. So I don't okay. know. We'll find out. It's uh, it's going to be right. interesting. Uh, you know, if it well, bombs, it bombs. That's what comics do. We go up. We uh, yeah. We'll Chris come Reyes home is, safely. Yeah. Did I get banned from the newsletter? No. You should be on there if you signed up. No. Not at all. All right, Mama. That's it. I love you to death. You're the best. Love you um, too. Have a good night, and I will see you next week. Yep. Now you're going to be gone. You're going to be gone one time for what? Four days? Is that next week? Or the That's next this week? week. I leave Wednesday. I come back Sunday. I drive up Wednesday oh. morning to Little Rock. I'm driving back Sunday. Okay. Uh, Are you and, still going to do your show? Yeah, the following Monday. Oh, like oh. no Thursday, Friday. I don't know. I we we oh, talked okay. about that earlier. I have no idea. All right. But yeah, we'll okay. for sure All we'll right. be back next Monday, and yeah. And then I'm on the well, road last week in San Antonio. I will. Right. I'm going to go buy my whiskey. Uh, go get it, Jenny. You're running out. You better hurry. I'm going to run all the way down the street. You should walk. You should walk. <laughs> Take your Bye, phone, everybody. though, so you can call me and be like, come get me. I'm stuck. I can't. <laughs> I I'm goddamn exhausted. <laughs> come get me, please. Bye, honey. I love you, Mom. Not all right, you guys. That is Jenny's mom, as always. An absolute blast. Uh, what does it say? I will go with my pro guns shirt on. Uh, uh, poor Marine said. Well, don't assume it's a it's an anti gun bit. Poor Marine. Uh, it is just a bit about gun control. It's a bit about I. It's a bit about my solution for gun control. I would say. What's up, Spoon DJ? How are you, man? Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, thanks for popping in. Thanks for uh, poking your head in the room and saying hello. Good to see you. Good to have you back. Um, Chris Reyes, see what happened with the when they when you hang with me, Donna. Yeah, y'all should all got the if you signed up for it, you all should have gotten the um uh newsletter. So I don't I don't know what happened. If you didn't sign up on the comedy newsletter, then I don't know. Go to barriersfunny.com. You can sign up there. I got two of them, so I got yours, Donna. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get back to some sports. Let's actually talk a little bit about that game last night. That was pretty interesting. Um the thing about it is, oh, nice spoon DJ out here smoking meat. What kind of what you uh, what are you making? What are you making? What are you making? <sighs> I'm curious. You know what I really want to do, uh, spoon? I really want to make a brisket. I've never made a brisket in my life, and I want so desperately to try to make one. I don't know that I would do it right. I don't think I would, but I really want to make one. I loved this photo. This was courtesy of the uh, of the athletic. Uh, but I just thought this was a dope ass photo. The the contrast uh, was badass. Um, <clears throat> but series tied one one after fourth quarter heroics in game one. Uh, Boston unable to repeat that in game two. Big third quarter by uh, by Golden State and Boston unable to. Find that magic that they did in game one, but that's okay. You don't necessarily have to go on the road. No one thought Boston was going to sweep the Warriors. And look, to go on the road and steal one, good for you. That's that's exactly what you have to do in a series like this. And the Warriors know they've got to go and get one back. They are still they still have their work cut out. Just because they they evened up the series, they know that look, they got to go now on the road and take care of business themselves. I don't remember who who said that they predicted a gentleman sweep by the Warriors. Was it you, Matt? I think Matt Poche said that. Uh, it, it, I think Potch said he he was uh, a gentleman sweep, if I recall. There were so many answers. But look, I, I'm sticking by my Celtics in six. I liked what I saw in Game One. They do need to get some help. The those Al Horford came crashing back down to earth in Game Two, and that's all right. Uh, Jason Tatum still had his 28, but yeah, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get more 
from the role players on Boston if they're going to have a chance. I did like the back and forth between Marcus Smart and Draymond Green. That was a lot of fun. And I know Draymond Green's annoying as shit. That's what he does, though. And Draymond was Draymond in Game 2, and that was part of the, the magic of what they did in Game 2. So, uh, fun fun game until the 4th. And then it was just a matter of how close can they make this before it's over. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I thought. Man, how did I remember that? I can't remember shit, but I can remember that Potch predicted a gentleman's sweep by the Warriors. So, so far, so good for you, Potch. But anybody that had the Warriors sweep, um, not happening. Horford's wife is still fine. He had a bad game, but he won't uh he won't home to that. But he went home to that. Oh. I don't know. Uh Kyle says Warriors in five. Okay. Okay. Boston just turned it over too much. I like their chances even more now. That's the that's the, that's a great point, Amos. <clears throat> Uh, I, but I will say this too, though, Amos, just as much as Boston beat themselves and shot themselves in the foot and turned the ball over, Warriors still haven't had the best game out of Klay Thompson yet and, and were able to do what they did with those, you know, in the third quarter and then hold them off. So if Klay gets it figured out in the next couple of games, series is on. Because like you said, yeah, Boston kind of shot themselves in the foot. But isn't that what's going to happen the most here? I know both of these teams can play defense. I know they're both good basketball teams. You don't get to the NBA Finals if you're not. This isn't luck. This isn't a fluke. These are good basketball teams. But sometimes you do end up shooting yourself in the foot. Sometimes it's your fault that you didn't win. And sometimes the other team plays better or shoots better or plays better defense. And the matchups are better. The adjustments are better. Speaking of that, I tweeted about this uh, yesterday during the game, but I heard Mark Jackson say, yeah, this, the rest of this series is going to be a, uh, uh, this is a series of adjustments. Really? Dude, every NBA finals, every series is a series of adjustments in the NBA, in the playoffs. What are you talking about? Some adjust and some don't. That's what the whole thing is. It was just like, that is the most cliche thing I've ever heard. Like, just stop. No shit, it's a series of adjustments. It's a game of adjustments from quarter to quarter, half to half. No shit, Mark Jackson. Thank you for the in-depth analysis. Amos said, I think Oakley is gone. He doesn't even move that. Could be, could be, could be. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Dude, that is some serious thought on adjustment. I just got mad at that. Like, get, don't give me that bullshit. Tell me what. They need to adjust. You're the expert. You're the former coach. Give me that. Ah, this is a series of adjustments now after one and one. You know what? Uh, the best team's going to win. I firmly believe that. I don't mind going out on a limb and saying it right now. The best team is going to win this series, and uh, they're going to do it by outscoring their opponent. <laughs> Back to you, Frank. The hell? Potch said that was a John Madden take. What, my take was a John Madden take or his 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 take was? I can't tell if y'all are making fun of me or his thoughts on it. I don't know. Anyways. Um, okay, I'm confused. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. You didn't like my take. Oh, his take. Uh... Mark Jackson, mama, 
<laughs> there goes that man stating the obvious. <laughs> With all due respect. Just like, bro, just what are you doing? And then can we just talk about for a second? I want to, I want to run a video. I'll probably get a copyright strike, so I'm not going to do it, but I, I want you guys, I don't know if you noticed this. I tweeted it out. I'm kind of regurgitating a couple tweets. So if you follow me, you've heard this before, but can we talk about the fact that when Steph Curry talks, he's smiling or smirking the whole time. He listens to the question, right? They'll be like, Steph, you guys uh, able to come back, have a big third quarter. Hold them off in the fourth quarter. Now you're going to Boston, 1-1. Obviously, they steal the game on the road. Uh, what is the mindset going into uh, game three? And and Steph is listening to that going, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then she goes, so what was the mindset going into game three? And he's like, mm-hmm. Well, I think that uh, we just go up there uh, with the same mindset. And I'm like, bro, why the fuck are you smiling? What are you smirking for? What are you hiding, Steph Curry? Why do you have a half-assed, cockeyed smile every time you talk? But then when you listen, you're not smiling. What are you hiding? That's what I want to know. What are you hiding? Because he looks like he's like, <laughs> I know some shit y'all don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I guarantee you, watch watch next game. Watch next game. Or just go go back and pull up an old, old Steph Curry interview. When that dude talks, he smirks the whole time. It's like, you're up to something, Steph. Ah, you raggedy bitch. You're up to something. I know you are. I feel like Steph Curry is either like, you know, it's part of the Illuminati, the Bilderberg. Um... I don't know. There's something going on. There's something going. He knows. He knows where all the the bodies are buried for the Clintons. He had something to do with Epstein. I kind of feel. I kind of. I kind of. That I mean. If you're asking me, I think Steph Curry was involved in the Epstein murder. I do. I just because look at the smirk. Look at him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Doris. Have a great time. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> what? Really? Curry knows where they hit Hoffa. Oh, I knew it. Wasn't it Ernest P. World? was like, I did it. I sunk the Hindenburg. Do y'all remember Ernest goes to camp? Oh, shit. By the way, somebody one time, I have people tell me all the time I look like somebody. Today, this, this last time in Fort Worth, somebody came up to me and he goes, you remind me of another comedian. I was like, okay, don't, don't do that. These are all the names these are all the names I've been said that I look like. Yeah, Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Goes to Camp. So I've been told I look like the number one person with my glasses on that I'm told I look like was MC Search. I get that. I got that in high school all the time. Uh, know what I mean, Vern? I'm also told that I look like uh, Ed Helms from The Office and The Hangover. The Nard Dog, Andy Bernard. Okay, I get that. I get that. Uh, I've had people compare me to Adam Sandler. You look like Adam Sandler a little bit. Okay. Okay. I mean, so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, I had somebody say that I, I at, at one point, long time ago, I used to have a Caesar cut. Like my, my bangs came. Remember when Caesar cuts were cool? Remember that? Remember that? Somebody said I look like Brian Austin Green from 90210. I was like, obviously I'm better looking than him. Uh, but they did compare me to him. Uh, I've been told I look like um, 
McLovin when I have my glasses on. Yeah, the Caesar cut chop. I don't judge me, ho. Uh, he's just going to hang on to the secret for a while. What did uh, what did Justin say? Curry knows which came first, the chicken or the egg. Damn it, you're right. Caesar cuts were never cool. Yes, they were. Psh. Girl, what? What? Let me tell you what. My Caesar cut. <sighs> Slaying puss. Nah, I was I was already married. Um I yeah, I had a Caesar cut, bitch. What? That was hot, Cisco. That was the style. I wish I could find a picture of it. Let me see. Uh, let me hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Mama said I was cute. Let me see if I can find my Caesar cut. Hold on. I'll find it. I'll find it. You guys will laugh at it. I don't give a shit. I've already showed you embarrassing <clears throat> uh, photos of me. Let me look on my. Let me look on my Facebook. I mean, if I'm going to show you the picture of my prom with my hair all crazy, wackadoo. What? You're a wackadoo. Anyways, so I, those are all the people that that people have said I look like. They're like, you look like Ed Helms from the uh, uh from from um. Hangover. You look like MC Search. You look like, um, what was the other dude that I said? Oh, uh, Adam Sandler. But somebody was like, you look like Ernest goes to camp. I was like, bitch, what? They were like, you look like Ernest P. Worrell. Hey, fuck you, man. I don't look like Ernest goes to camp. Then you look like, you look like Ernest goes to camp. Bitch, no, I don't. Oh, that wasn't Caesar cut. Damn it. No, that wasn't Caesar cut. I just had a buzz cut. I went from I went from high top fade to uh, Caesar cut to just shaved. Uh, I had a faux hawk for a hot second because that was cool. Uh, and then yeah, and now I'm I'm here. I'm just whatever bald fade, whatever that is. Yeah, I can't find the Caesar cut now. That that kind of sucks. Oh well. Oh wait, wait. Nope. Oh, 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 oh. Nope. Da, 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 da. Nope. Man, you can really tell that uh, I like to eat and diet in my photos. But I'm like, psh, I'm all over the goddamn map. All right. Uh, bro, hawking deckhead. Yeah, I did. I had a faux hawk for like, I don't know. It was my MMA phase. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty sad. You look like a three-hour Monday. Truck Driver's Pookie said, I look like a three-hour Monday. No, this is definitely not a three-hour Monday, Truck Driver's Pookie. I, I got to go run. I got to get my steps in. I got to go down to the post office. I got to go deposit the check from the weekend. Uh, I got I got so much. I got to record a video for promo for the next week. I wish, buddy. I wish. I wish. Um, uh, no can do. I see MC Search and Sign Language Lady the most. Yeah, I still get Sign Language Lady a little bit, but people have forgot about her. No, I didn't have frosted tips. It was just, uh, I never, I've never dyed my hair. Not at all. Never, never. Barry has, was thumbs up and down. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know what that means. No, but yeah, dubs. I didn't have frosted tips. Never, never, never frosted tips. No, no, didn't, didn't frost the tips. Um, so let me tell you, <clears throat> when I was in Dallas on Friday, uh, shows were kind of weird. They were they were they were a little light. Ticket sales weren't great. I'm not a draw yet. People aren't clamoring to see Barry Laminac on the road. You know, in Houston, I'm kind of known. But in Dallas, they're like, who? 
So, um, yeah, uh, Reyes, I'm not sending fucking cash to the bank. I do a bit about that, but I'm not, you can't, that doesn't fucking work, homie. I love that you guys think I'm a fucking idiot and don't know how this shit operates. Hey. For fuck's sake. Um, what's up, Kyle? Damn it, Barry. Barry, you don't do direct deposit. It's easier for your life. Oh my God, you guys. Do you guys not think I know how fucking mobile banking works? Do you guys not think I don't know about mobile banking? Do you guys, all guys also understand that I sell merch? And when, when people buy merch, they pay fucking cash sometimes. And so you end up with cash and you get paid from the venue in a check. I mean, I, this isn't my first week handling fucking money. Hey, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in a coffee can and bury it in the backyard. I don't know what else to do. You know what? I'm going to invest this in gold bullion. That's what I'm going to do. Because I don't know how fucking banks work. Or money. Or, or fucking mobile deposits. For fuck's sake, y'all. Why is the chat so concerned that I got to run a goddamn errand? That's weird shit. <laughs> That's the second time the sounder went off at a really weird time. I was like, what the fuck is that? Poor Marine, holy shit, buddy. Thank you for the 2,000 bits, my friend. You need to change your name, fam. You're definitely not poor Marine. Uh, but I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for your generosity, dude. Very much. Now, see, now I've got to cash those bits out. Uh, I'm going to convert them into silver dollars. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go have that melted. Uh, and so I'm going to make a silver dollar bit necklace. Then I'm going to go to the pawn shop and hawk it. I'm going to buy silver notes. Shout out Demona for actually giving me one. Which I will then convert into bonds. Put those in an uh, Roth IRA. What the fuck? Hey mom, stay out of my goddamn business. Mom's like, calm down. Remember your blood pressure. Um, speaking of, I had to do my body mass thing. That was, that's pretty sad. The silver dollars have to be flown by an eagle. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invest it in, uh, uh, silver plates. You heard it folks. Everyone get a shovel and meet up in Barry's backyard. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> I'm going to scatter that shit. You know where I'm going to bury it? Right next to the spray head for the septic tank. Enjoy your doo-doo coins. Yeah. You doge coins, enjoy your doo-doo coins invested by pillow. <laughs> I'm just buying Elvis plates. That's all I'm gonna do. Elvis plates and uh and commemorative stamps. That's what I'm that's what I'm invest that's my investment strategy. I feel like you guys think that's how fucking stupid I am. Before you hawk that necklace, you gotta wear it while you're <laughs> while you say flatline. I still gotta do the thing. Uh Jim on Sports sent me the audio. I just haven't had time. I I fucking I didn't have it in time. My pillow use promo code Tucker. <laughs> use promo code Storm the Capital. Uh, Kyle King says he's invested in Duda Coin. It's up two percent. Well done, buddy. I see what you did there. That was great. Flatline. All right. Um. <laughs> yes. 
Promo code Jan6. <laughs> Use promo code Jan6. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. What does it say? Oh, my screen went blank. Uh, you have a septic tank, Barry? Yeah. Tell the bank you want all $2 bills. No. Uh, what I'm going to do is take all these catalytic converters down to the fucking recycling place where they pay in $2 bills. The scrap metal place. Yeah. That's uh trust me. I got this guys. Yeah. I have a septic tank. What's wrong with having a septic tank? D model. What's wrong with that? I was I, fucking Kyle. Don't I swear to God. Kyle's over here mansplaining his joke in the chat. See, because Dudo is also uh, the code for number two. Uh, so 2% equals number two, just in case you didn't understand the jokes. Like, you don't understand banking. Fucking <laughs> Kyle. Did you stream this morning, buddy? Uh, were you on earlier? Did you take the day off? How'd it go? Your mom's a pro at being a saint. <laughs> oh, man. She's, uh, yeah. She's like, you deckheads are a stare. Mother, don't encourage them. Don't encourage these assholes, okay? I want to know what's wrong with a septic tank, Dimata, and I still didn't finish my goddamn story because you guys are all up in my shit about my errands. This is what happened uh, in Dallas. So I do my show. Good show. First show was okay. Second show was fun. A lot of crowd work. Uh, it was good. It was a, it was a fun show. And, um, after the show, I'm standing at the merch table and people will walk by. Some people will stop and buy some shit. Some people want to take a picture. Some people want me to sign their titties. It's mostly dudes. Um, so yeah, this one lady. And a lot of times there's this, here's the thing, guys, let, let me explain a couple things about comedians to you. Okay. First of all, if you enjoy a comedian, if you en really enjoyed a comedian and, and also we'll just go ahead and throw it in there. If you also really enjoyed like a local band or a small band buy their merch, that's how you can show your appreciation. And I promise you, they will in kind appreciate that. Also follow them on social media, right? Give them a follow, go buy a ticket. When they come back in town, go see them. These are all things you can do. Uh, if you liked somebody, if you enjoyed their set, if you think they're a good comic, right? So inevitably what will happen is people come to the merch table, buy some merch. They want to talk. Please don't give me jokes. Don't tell me how I can fix a joke and don't tell me, uh, oh, you know what? You can use this too. I don't want to use it. I don't, I don't trust you. You're not funny. This is my fucking job. But some people just want to say hi, take a picture or whatever. Also, some people don't want to buy anything. Some people thought you were funny, but I, they ain't buying a shirt. They probably got a free ticket. They bought the two item minimum. They are trying to get out with as little money spent as possible. And I get that too. I'm not, I, I totally understand that. <clears throat> but if you, if you liked the comedian, um, this is what you do say. You walk by and you go, Hey, I enjoyed your set. I think you're funny. Thank you. That is so nice. Have a great night. Bye. We'll see you guys next time. That's it. What you don't say, and I have, this is not the first time anyone has ever said this to me. But some people out there think what I'm about to say is a compliment. All right. Now you guys are going to be the comedian. You're at the merch table. All right. You're at the merch table and I'm going to be 
a patron that I don't want to stop and buy merch. I don't want your fucking email QR code. I don't, I don't want any of that shit. Okay. I just, I just want to go to my car and go home and stare at these stupid ass kids that I escaped from for 90 minutes. Okay. That's all I want. That's all. That's all I want. But since you're there and I'm leaving, I feel like I have to say something to you, the comedian, and I want to pay you a compliment. Now I get it. Some people are not good at compliments, but, but what I just said was, Hey, you were funny. I enjoyed your set. Thanks. Have a good night. I hope your kids are, you know, not being assholes at the house, whatever. But this is what you don't do. You were pretty funny. Bitch, what? You were pretty funny. What the fuck? What? That's not a compliment. You were pretty funny is not a fucking compliment. I know you meant well. I know this lady, like, she wasn't mad. Like, eh, you were pretty. She thought she was telling me something nice. She thought she was giving me a compliment. That's not a compliment. That's not a, that's not a, that, when you add that to any kind of compliment, you belittle the compliment. You lower and be like, hey, yeah, you're pretty cute. You're pretty nice. You're pretty thin. Mm, the fuck? Like you don't, you don't. Yeah, exactly. She's going, eh, it was aight. You're pretty funny. No, and I cannot tell you how many times somebody has done that. And I get it. They think that they're, but look. And there's a, Brent Morton has a great bit about this where you, you say awkward shit because you like, you're socially awkward. So I get that that's what it is, but it's, it's just, it's, 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 I know that it's just a socially awkward moment, but it's just not a compliment. It's, it's not a compliment. It's it like, I don't know. Just, just be like, Hey, I enjoyed the set. I thought you were funny. You wouldn't be like, Hey, your music was pretty good. What? I was just like, Oh my God. I just, uh, Oh my God. Um, uh, Aaron saying, uh, I'm sorry, Aaron, uh, Justin is saying Rams have reached a two year deal with Aaron Donald for 60 million. Do we have a source Justin or is this, uh, confirmed through Justin, AKA Jamal. If that is your real name, let's see ESPN. Browns wants and faces lawsuit source. 49ers excuse Garoppolo for mini camp. All right. That's the same shit that I had on the, let's go to Twitter. <sighs> Uh, Russell Westbrook, Vince McMahon, nothing popping up. Um, Aaron Donald. We'll do a little research here. Breaking. Uh, you gotta, you gotta check your sources here. This is from around the NFL. Uh, there we go. Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter. Oh, now we've got sources. Uh, Rams Super Bowl champ Aaron Donald. Let's run it back. Okay, that's good. Adam Schefter reporting Rams are giving all pro defensive tackle Aaron Donald a two year, $60 million extension per sources. More details to come. That was uh, Adam Schefter. In Rappaport, the source, the Rams have reworked all world defensive tackle Aaron Donald's three remaining contract years to give him a massive $40 million raise through 2024. 
making him the highest paid non-QB in NFL history at the age of 31. He gets $95 million through 2024. Let me go ahead and retweet that. Worth every penny. And that's the thing. Sorry, there's a hair on my lens here. It's driving me nuts. Uh, you do that deal. You do your your window, your if you're the Rams, your window for a Super Bowl, it's pretty small, but you got to get that done. You got to get that done. And they they really had no choice. You're not you're not letting him walk, you're not letting him retire. Rams did the right thing. And, you know, outside of the QBs in this league, he probably is deserves to be the highest paid. And the thing is, you got to remember too in in football and sometimes in baseball, you're kind of getting paid on what you did. Right? You're kind of getting paid on what you did and who you are. It's going to be interesting though how the Rams fit that money into their salary cap situation. Are they going to have to make do some creative finances because you know they said details to come now is that all going to be signing bonus is how much of that is guaranteed I, who knows i feel like if i'm aaron donald you had all the leverage so you're like i want it all guaranteed whatever you give me i want every single penny of it guaranteed whether he got that or not i don't know uh adam Schefter says details to come so we'll find out hey what's up jim on sports good to see you buddy yeah 30 million a year um, somebody asked, what if she said that was some pretty good jokes, man? Good show. The pretty good part is is the, the belittling part. Pretty good means average. That's all. Adding the pretty, if you thought the jokes were good, then just say, hey, your jokes were good. Great. Good show. You got to say great. Yeah, you're a good show. I thought your material was good. But when you say pretty good, you're going, eh. You're pretty good. And that's not a compliment. I don't I don't need you to tell me, hey, three out of five. Stay average. Like what? Okay. Not everybody's gonna like me. I know that. You know, I never go up trying to get the whole room. And I've never bothered if I don't get the whole room. My goal is to um my goal is to get about 75% of the room on board. There's going to be some tables that stare at me. Now, I will say uh, that was late show Friday, late show Saturday. And we're going to have to get out of here in just a second. It was the last story. <sighs> that was some pretty good sex. Yeah. Yeah. See, exactly. Yeah. Jim knows pretty good equals almost good. Exactly. That's not a compliment to a comedian. Hey, you're pretty good. Well, fuck you too. Shit. But, um, I got, I got, yeah, I thought I was going to have a heckler moment. I thought I was going to have a good YouTube clip. Um, Saturday late show, Fort Worth. I'm on stage. It was a fun crowd. There was a, there was a rowdy crowd. I got to, I'm going to try to get the video for you guys, but um, I kind of don't want to, I kind of don't want to spoil it. If I have time, I want to make it for the early show because the early show. So what they do in Fort Worth is if you have at the Fort Worth hyenas, my favorite club in the state hands down it is so much fun to perform at this the crowds are amazing they're kind of like borderline rowdy but never disrespectful they're just 
having a good time. Dallas crowds, the Dallas Hyenas, it's very near the SMU campus. They're a little stuffy. They're a little uptight. They're a little bitchy. Um, they're very like, <laughs> next joke. Like Fort Worth is just like, fuck yeah. So, uh, hey, <laughs> what's up, D-Mac? Uh, sorry, uh, y'all know the rules over there on Poppy. What's up, D-Mac? Uh, everybody on Poppy. Truck driver Pookie to Jay Rizzle, Titan Hugo, John Dory, D-Mac, Chris Reyes, and Eric Resendez. What's up, family? Yeah. Uh, what is this? Uh, enjoyed your set. Uh, those were some great stories. Yeah, exactly. D-Mac gets it. Really enjoyed the one about. See, thank you, D-Mac. D-Mac, you all can learn a lesson from D-Mac. He's telling you how to how to compliment. Um, exactly. When you walk in, I'll just say, hey, really enjoyed your set. Those were great stories. Uh, really enjoyed that one about. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, in Fort Worth, they do, um, They'll have birthdays. So between the feature and the headliner, and I'm a headliner, <laughs> uh, they'll do blowjob shots for birthdays. And, you know, old, young, man, woman, doesn't matter. They just, if it's your birthday and people know, they can buy the shot and you go up on stage and the MC brings you up and they're like, hey, what's up, Frank? It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Frank. How old are you? 65. <laughs> Guess what, Frank? You're going to do a blowjob. And Frank's like, what? And they do the blowjob shot. They kill all the momentum in the room from the previous sets. And then they bring the headliner up. Uh, so I have video of a 65-year-old redneck doing a blowjob shot. But it's not like you would expect at all. So I'm going to try to get that done for you um, for tomorrow. You, you just need to see it. Trust me. Come Tune back in tomorrow, and I'm going to try to get it done for you. Now, late show. So I do this bit, and it's this new, it's my new, y'all may have seen it actually, but I have a new, I have new merch, and I do this really short little bit where I say, Everybody's on me about on social media, like uh, I'm, I'm getting old because everybody's like, oh, you got to you got to have your pronouns in your bio. You got to have your pronouns in your bio. And you she, her, he, him, them, they, whatever. I'm like, I don't even know what them, they is, but whatever. So the whole bit, the whole joke, it's stupid. I just like, so this, the younger comics are on me about it. So I was like, fine, I'll fine. I'll do my pronouns. My pronouns are y'all and fam. That's my pronouns. My pronouns are y'all and fam. Please respect that after the show. Please call me that. Well, I kept like doing a callback to pronouns and I was like making fun of pronouns and then like, I'm not even, I'm anti noun. I don't even know what the fuck a pronoun is, right? I'm just throughout my set. I'm referring back to it and, and I accidentally messed up just riffing. And, uh, I was like, uh, this one lady said something and I was like, uh, okay him her on accident right and i meant to say she her but i said him her that was like i told you i don't even know what the fuck pronouns are i just said him her that's not even how that works i was like unless you're caitlin jenner and then i guess i guess pronouns are him her <laughs> crass in poor taste not hilarious low-hanging fruit super easy whatever we go on a little bit Another opportunity to go back and make a pronoun joke. So when I referenced pronouns one more time, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
her, she, or pronouns. Some lady on the far left goes, hey, fuck you. What? And like, it was so loud. Like, apparently she did not like me making fun of the whole pronoun thing. And again, I'm not making fun of the LGBTQ plus community. I'm not making fun of people that use pronouns. It's just that I'm a 48 year old cis male. I don't fucking, I've never had to use pronouns before. It does not compute. I respect that. If you tell me what your pronouns are, I'll fucking use them. But I'm not going out like, hey, everybody call me by my pronoun. I don't give a fuck about pronouns for me. It's a personal decision, just like it's a personal decision for you. Also, it's a fucking comedy show. It's a comedy club. If you don't like jokes, <gasps> spoiler alert, you dumb bitch, don't go to a comedy club. So I am so fucking ready to pounce right now. I've been a lot better with my crowd work. I've been a lot better with dealing with hecklers. Usually when someone heckles me, I'd be like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck? I get all angry. I would just get like super mad. But now I'm like a little more go with the flow. Have some fun with it. See how it goes. Just because I don't get pronouns or use them doesn't mean I'm anti you being able to use your pronouns. I'm just having fun. Fuck you if you don't like it. Get the fuck out. But this, she got mad because I was making pronoun jokes. This is what we're talking about. Pronoun jokes. And yells, fuck you. And I whoop my goddamn head around. I said, what'd you say? And no one says anything. It was from that side of the room. But literally everyone, everyone on this side of the room is just dead ass steel. I was like, who said that? What did you say? What's the problem? Who said it? No hand goes up. Now we're not brave. I'm looking the other way. We're brave. When I'm looking right in that section, I get no bravery. I don't get a, I said it, motherfucker. And what? Nothing, right? They're just, I can't, I'm looking at faces like who looks scared? Who looks nothing, nothing. I'm like, who said it? Y'all point them out. Nobody will point. I'm like, y'all some raggedy bitches. I was like, well, somebody is mad because I'm making jokes about pronouns. Ain't this a bitch? And one dude goes, keep going. I mean, it is Fort Worth. They're kind of redneckish. But some dude goes, keep going. I was like, no, I don't think I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just kind of a spur of the moment thing. And another guy goes, yeah, make some more. Fuck them. And it was from that section. But I'm like, well, point at him. He was like, I ain't no snitch, dog. I was like, respect, respect, <laughs> respect. Okay. And, and I don't know if they left. I don't know who the fuck it was. I don't know. They just got super mad about, I guess this last pronoun joke was too much pronoun joke. They just, yeah, they got pronoun Tourette's. Like, fuck you. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So at the, I, I, my merch, I have a couple of, of pieces of merch. One of them is the shirt that says I fluffed it. Cause I do a, like my closer is about a five or six minute bit. Uh, and then I have another shirt that says my pronouns are y'all and fam. It's cute. Funny. By the way, shout out John Wessing for reminding me. I said that to put that in the act. So 
I'm on stage and I'm doing my merch pitch. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm about to get out of here. Don't forget, come by, say hi after the show. We can take a picture, whatever. I got I got shirts for sale. This one says I fluffed it. <laughs> and this one, this one says my pronouns are y'all and fam. I know one person that ain't going to buy it, but if the rest of you want to buy a shirt, come by and say, hey, what's up, whatever. So, uh, yeah, like, if you're going to heckle, at least own it. Don't be a scary, uh, she, her, bitch. That's All right, so that was, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's the, that's the weirdest thing that happened, I guess. Uh, I'll think overnight. If I got any more stories, I'll finish those up tomorrow. I'll try to have the video for you because the blowjob shot with the 65-year-old man, you're going to want to see this, I promise. So I hopefully I'll get that done. Hey, uh, thank you to everybody that sent in bits. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you for the hype train. Thank you to my new sub or resub, I should say, Eric. Uh, appreciate you, buddy. Battery Chucker, thank you for the follow. One, uh, one ninja. What the hell? He subbed. Uh, one not so ninja subbed four days ago, so I didn't get a chance to, to to say thank you for that. So appreciate that as well. Uh, but I had a good time, man. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I appreciate y'all being here as always. Thanks for supporting the show, supporting me. Thank you for the love. And I'll see you tomorrow. Do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. Oh, yeah. And thank you for uh, Jenny's mom for joining the program. Be safe. Be kind. <sighs> I am definitely my mother's son. Look at that, guys. That's that's professional joke right there. Pretty good show, Barry. Pretty good show. All right, you're fired. Be safe. Be kind. Love each other. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, hang out for the raid. We're gonna go raid two. Pete. He's just fired up here. So. Guys, I'll see y'all tomorrow, man. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Bye. Come on, we gotta get to 30 for two feet, y'all. Come on! We need four more people to raid with two feet. Come on, you raggedy bitches, we're at 27. It's going, it's going! Fuck it. Love you, bye! Daddy's making a YouTube video!